Okay, welcome to Move Left Idiots, a socialist talk podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Montrullo. I am joined by my co-host this week, uh, Comrade Ted Cruz. Comrade, what's going on? Yes, Ted Cruz, the best Dracula of this particular election <laughs> cycle. Um, he does have the kind of Butch Patrick, uh, like the, the, the Widow's Peak and the kind does. of general Yeah, as they call that um, uh, vampire pattern baldness, kind of like Chuck Schumer. <laughs> uh it's it's yeah he doesn't wear his glasses down the rim of his nose though like chuck schumer so no he wears yeah. his glasses down on the rim of his chin yeah actually, so. no i don't know if that's true he just punches um, his wife in the face and tries to make out with his daughter that's really what ted cruz does uh aside oh from uh waging a 50-year reign of terror over the people of oakland and san francisco as the zodiac killer of, of course obviously um but he comes from a long line of uh, killers, because uh, you know, as you know, his father was uh, part of the plot to murder JFK, according, oh, according to yeah. the president of the United States. <laughs> the one thing Cruz didn't. Who, by the way, we learned do. this week has a dick that's shaped like uh, Toad from Mario Kart or from Mario. So you know, Super Mario Brothers penis. Um, Real normal little... week we had this week, um, but. <laughs> I mean, can you just imagine, like, even going back to, like, 2010, like, if you went back in time and just told people, like, what happened this week, like, just, just in any given week of this year, like, they'd just be like, what? It's... Like, what the um, fuck is even happening? Like, <laughs> Yeah, no, it's, it's the 2015 from Back in the Future 2, where it's, it's fucking, just, just watch it. I mean, Biff, as the, the guy that runs the, the world... It's so similar. It's it's terrifying. Well, the screenwriter said he actually literally based Biff's character on Donald Trump in that movie, in, in Back to the Future too. And oh, obviously, yeah, that was before he was president. But like the whole like you know, full of himself has po- port like portraits of himself behind his desk yeah. and shit. Like, well, and that actor is apparently everything. like a really nice guy, and you can tell, you know, because he doesn't yeah. like he's playing a bully as best as he can. But you can kind of tell when someone's not that person, you know. Um, oh, he's probably way closer a, to know, like the the actor. cucked version of Biff, like at the end of the second one, where he's like wiping down the guy's car, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or the first yeah. one, yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, interesting week this week. Uh, not a ton happened, but there were some interesting uh, pieces of international news uh, that I wanted to talk about. So. Nobody in the U.S. media really is reporting on this. I, you could find it if you look, but I mean, it was not at all uh, reported on in the, you know, like uh, in in headline news. Basically, I didn't see anything uh, in terms of discussion on cable news. You don't really see anything in, in like papers, maybe buried in, you know, the middle of the paper. But uh, North Korea and South Korea got together for a, a historic summit and essentially ended the Korean War. Um, they signed Hooray! papers. Yeah. <laughs> by, by the way, that, that's a really good thing. I don't know. No, it is. It, it truly is. Like 50 something years later. Um, so obviously they haven't been uh, literally f- like warring with each other, but um, they've had an armistice since, uh, you know, the 50s and, and they've now officially uh, ceased all hostilities. Yeah, 65 and- years. 65 years they've been divided. It's pretty amazing. And, you know, we talked a lot about uh, the different angles of, of of the North Korean situation and Trump going over there and how we actually think it's good and 
for, you know how how it could lead to something good and how the u.s media just loves to warmonger and does not at all want to let uh the status quo <clears throat> uh change yeah. you know even if it means bringing peace to a region and bringing much much needed aid to people who you know didn't do anything to to deserve what they're going through like nobody in north korea you know asked to be born into fucking uh, uh you know a war turn a war torn starved country uh you know where they can't you know leave and they can't like you know, what you know all, all this all, like nobody fucking asked for that and even if you disagree with the leadership in north korea you should want to uh, make sure that the people of North Korea are provided for as much as possible because, again, it's not their fault. Like, you know, I disagree vehemently <clears throat> with Benjamin Netanyahu and the way that Israel uh, carries out its uh, foreign and domestic policy, but I don't want, you know, regular Israelis to have to suffer, like, just like I don't want well, regular Palestinians to have I to, mean, you know. I think there should definitely be sanctions on Israel uh, if any other country oh, of course. that way. Uh, the thing is, like, North Korea is not bombing its neighbors the way Israel does. So it's, no. you know, we're, we're, we're punishing North Korea for human rights abuses, basically, that just basically increase that harm on their, on their, on their yeah. populace already. So, um, but no, I mean, this is universally good. It's just, yeah, it's, um, I think that to legitimize it, they kind of invited Trump along for some of it, but ultimately it was just for show. And this has always been pushed by Moon Jae-in, the um, uh, president of South Korea, who was mm-hmm. a he's a former human rights lawyer. So if anybody is is focused on actual goodwill for people, it's going to be a human rights lawyer. Um, and this was also pushed for by a ton of veterans groups, uh, peace groups, uh, reunification groups, just people trying to bring these two countries back together who were mostly divided because of our interference. Um, so it's, yeah, it's absolute good. One of the other good things I did see in the U S news was now that this has happened and we are all buddies with each other now is that, uh, veterans groups are going back in North Korea to look for remains of, um, U S people that were left or U S soldiers that were left behind from the Korean war. And they've already brought back three, three, well, can't really say their bodies at this point. Um, because there's, you know, skeletons. Are yeah, three not, remains or whatever. Yeah, um, and that was something veterans groups had wanted for a long time. There's something like 5,000 um, remains of like 5,000 U.S. troops that are still in North Korea scattered across the country. Wow. And that was something that had been, uh, they were continuing to look for up until at some point in the Bush administration, and then Bush decided to nix it. Obama never cared to really do much with North Korea as far as diplomacy. They basically just said, well, until they agree to all our demands, we're not going to sit down with them, which is not negotiating, right? No. Like, you don't... <laughs> and you're never going to get somebody to the table. Right. Especially when you have a situation like Libya, where under the Obama administration, under uh, Hillary Clinton's, you know, rule and secretary and the Department of State... Uh, we said to Libya, "Hey, you know, denuclearize. Give us, give us your, uh, your nuclear weapons, and we won't uh, depose you." And then uh, they gave us their nuclear weapons, and we said, "Yeah, you know that thing about not deposing you? Just kidding. We're going to support yep. a coup uh, that's going to oust you, and you know, drag you through the streets and shove a rifle up your ass, and then kill you, and all the, yeah. you know, it's like, yeah, so." we i would say we 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 even you know went further uh in towards harming relations with north korea by just the the act of doing that because then they 
can look at that and say, well, why would we ever give you our nuclear weapons? You're just right. going to do the same yeah, shit they're to not us. Dumb. Like, they don't want nukes. They just want to not be, you know, bullied, <clears throat> right? And they would much yeah. rather have natural resources or invest in natural, you know, a, a real sustainable economy. And that's what they're trying to do. Like, uh, they don't want to be isolated. No country wants to be isolated. Certainly, this, you know, authoritarian bloodline there wants to maintain control, but nobody wants to see their people starving. Um, you know, unless unless you're, you know, American president. But um, yeah, no, this is absolutely a good thing. And it's, it's it's a shame that as soon as Trump's not there, our media doesn't give a shit. Because um, mm-hmm. this is the kind of stuff that if we, you know, there, when you go to like a news website, it says U.S. and then world news. It's It should be the same thing. If you're in the U.S., yeah. you should have to see what's going on in the world, especially if it's something that we caused. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, um, you know, I mean, it's good and it's bad because... If Trump was there and was a part of this, it, that there's a chance that this would be reflected and reported on negatively in the U.S. press. So I'm yeah. almost partially glad that he's not there, yeah. that, that <laughs> yeah. this can, you know, take place. Better, better uh, no news than bad news. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it, they, they talked about, um, you know, building a rail line to reunite the two Koreas so that they, they can, uh, you know, end the whole family separation uh, situation. They're talking about um putting in a joint olympic bid for 2033 or 2032 whatever year it is um nice. which you know is, yeah. is it, it, it obviously the olympics has their own issues and with the things that they do to cities that they come to but the the the, the whole idea like the the image of the two of them you know as one korea saying hey we'd love to have oh, yeah, the olympics absolutely. is a really well important it, you know, diplomatic step they can solve a lot of problems in the Olympics by just reusing the stadiums they already fucking built. Like, that's 90% yeah. of the problem is that. Um, yeah. So it, it is, it's good. Um, you know, our Secretary Pompeo, um, uh, former CIA spook, who's now the head of the Department of State, my boss, I get his emails every week, sometimes multiple times a week, uh, has been a big a drink. supporter. Uh, yeah. Uh, co- coincidentally, though, um, he does not support, support diplomacy in places like Yemen. Uh, he has his staff, it was on Democracy Now! today, his uh, Pompeo's staff uh, very much wants to end our support for the genocide in Yemen. And his take on it was that we can't do anything that would jeopardize our ongoing arms sales to Saudi Arabia. So for the sake purely of money, our uh, you know Secretary of State wants us to keep war going because it's making money. So the whole idea of the Department of State is supposed to be for diplomacy is just a supposed to a lot of the time. Yeah. And, you know, unfortunately, that's been our foreign policy from top to bottom for a long time now, uh, you know, in terms of uh, looking the other way when it comes to Saudi Arabia or any of these other fucking human rights abusers that we support because they pay us for weapons, you know? I mean, and it's the most immoral thing in the world, like for for a group of people that claim to run on, you know, or, and then this is not just Republicans, so I should be clear, but, you know, especially like people like Pompeo who claim to be all about morals and values and, you know, this this conservative uh, more morality that they have. It's like nothing to me is more immoral than facilitating a genocide for fucking money like that that that's so beyond uh comprehension <laughs> but, but you know that's well, that's our foreign policy but you know republican was... democrat for a long fucking time that's our foreign policy yeah it's just i mean it's it's hard to even get as mad as is appropriate for something that yeah. evil 
You know, like I only have so much energy in the day to get really mad We're about so stuff. so used to it at and... this point. I think I, I am too. We're so fucking used to it. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. It's just we, standard operating procedure. Well, it's just we exhausted ourselves trying to stop these two wars that <clears throat> didn't get stopped. Uh, and then we started five new ones and people were just like, we can't. There's nothing you can do to stop this shit. There's no, no Democrat is going to run on an anti-war platform ever. No, and even... You know, Bernie ran nominally on an anti-war platform in the primaries, but I don't think Bernie could stop the fucking wars if he got in office. Like, I don't think he could pull us out of Iraq and Afghanistan. He can make uh, moves towards that, but then what would happen is that the media would vilify him. You know, the the entirety of the establishment media would, would, would bring on a million fucking Republicans and retired generals who all sit on the fucking boards of defense contractors and not, you know, disclose that. And they would say, well, look, you know, President Sanders is 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 uh, putting our troops at risk and he's he's jeopardizing all this hard work that we've done for the last 15 years. And or do you want the, the, the deaths of all of our American patriots that went over there to be in vain because he's going to pull out and then Al Qaeda is going to come back? It, there's no fucking way that anyone's going to get us out of these shit show situations. No. Well, um, in just this week, I saw a headline while I'm... Um, uh, at work, see a headline that says Trump says Iraq War biggest mistake in U.S. history. Like he's not afraid to say it, <laughs> right? Yeah, and um, I don't gee, agree. If it's only the you're in a mistake. position to fucking do something about <laughs> yeah, it, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would, I would say as far as wars go, Vietnam War was a far greater atrocity purely <laughs> no, on the body Vietnam count. War was the biggest um, mistake. But in then US you know, slavery uh, wasn't really a mistake; that was an intentional thing. War is an intentional yeah. thing, obviously. But um, Vietnam was intent. I mean, you can. It's. I guess it's all how you frame it because Vietnam was intentionally drummed up to. You know, it's like all these things are. Nobody's stupid. I, you, the people that people that start these wars aren't fucking stupid. They know what they're doing. Who could have known they didn't have any weapons of mass destruction? <laughs> Who could have foreseen such irony? Oh, sir, what's that memo on your desk saying that you uh, want us to find a uh, link between uh, Al Qaeda and Saddam Hussein? Oh, that's nothing. Don't worry about that. Anyway, like I was saying, who could have possibly yeah. known? <laughs> if only somebody had been stealing memos off of Bush's desk. <laughs> Oh my God! But you know, it's Trump. To his mild credit, uh, I think this came out in the Woodward uh, book excerpts, is that he had Lindsey Graham in his office, and he said to him uh, something about like, why, why are we still in Afghanistan? Like, why don't we just leave? And 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 Lindsey Graham had to explain to him that we can never leave, essentially, because that's the new. Um, the new line, you know, and because we talk about how they always move the goalposts, it used to be, uh, you know, in Iraq and Afghanistan. Well, we have to get rid of uh, Saddam because he has nuclear weapons. And then it was, you know, well, he's a he. Uh, well, he may not. Maybe he doesn't have nuclear weapons, but you know, he, or no, no. I'm sorry. Excuse me. First, it was he's in league with Al Qaeda. He helped plan 9/11. Then it was like, oh no. Well, okay, maybe he didn't do that, but he has nuclear weapons. Well, and then it, eventually got yeah. to he was a bad guy, you know. It was just he gassed his own people, uh, not unlike what mm -hmm. we did at Standing Rock. Um, yeah, so the, we talked about this a little bit uh, a Gee, couple it, of weeks it, ago, it, uh, but it sounds was, familiar. I think we're hearing that again now in fucking Syria. It, it's, yeah, it's so weird. Um, but it, yeah, Lindsay or whoever whoever the, the guy who was talking to Trump was basically just said like, Lindsay "Well, Graham, we, yeah. you know, uh, Trump was actually like, well, why don't we end some of these wars? You know, why don't we just like totally end it?" And they were like, well, no, we have to keep going. We have to keep starting new wars in the Middle East. And Trump basically said, well, where does it ever end? 
Like even in his mind, he was just like, "This is stupid," you know. And, he, and the, even in his idiot the, brain, he stumbled yeah. into the fucking right answer. Yeah, <laughs> and it's just a, it doesn't make sense because he's not an ideological person. He's not an ideological no, of course, Bible yeah. thumper who. And the response he got was that, "Well, this is just a battle between good and evil," because they really think it's like this is the Christian war against the evil. You know, uh, Muslim. But that's the unspoken thing that they'll never say out loud. But that's really what people like Lindsey Graham. Why do you think that they are so content with taking all that money from the defense industry? Because they want to wipe out Muslims. They want to ethnically cleanse the fucking Middle East. Sure. And then you could throw in Blackwater and might as well make some money while you're doing it, right? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Jesus fucking Christ. And no, and when 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 he said that to Lindsey Graham, he's like, it doesn't end. It never ends. You know, the fight, I think he said, like, the fight against, the fight against evil never ends. Yeah. So, well, I, that, you, this is the level of, you know, thinking yeah. that we're working with. So, the best anti-war documentary I've talked about but several times is Hearts and Minds, and it's very much like, imagine if everything Michael Moore did, as far as mixing different styles and, like, archival clips and mixing it all together, um, the first person to ever do that really well was Peter Davis in the film Hearts and Minds. And he digs up a bunch of old uh, propaganda uh, footage uh, from like uh, propaganda Hollywood films during World War II. And it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, we won, but now we have to keep on fighting forever because we'll never stop fighting. We're just going to keep marching and fighting forever now. And it, it's like we, <laughs> we, created, we create a monster, you know? Yeah. And, you know... This is obviously on service of money, but it's like just what think about what that does to us as a people and as a nation that we're just constantly we're just in a perpetual state of war and nobody even thinks about it. Like, you know, we want like Michael Moore and Bowling for Columbine was like, look, Canada has a lot of fucking guns. They have almost as many guns as we do, yet they have not nearly as many mass shootings. It can't just be the guns. And I think guns are a large part, but it's like, what is it? about us that's so much more inherently violent and it's like look at you know the way we've normalized violence in our right. society well, there's a lot of mass shootings of deer up in canada i can tell you that <laughs> uh. Uh. but but you know what i mean it's like we we normal and, and i think that's part of it i think there's a lot of factors i think there's just the kind of general idea of uh the fact that we were founded on in in such a violent that our, our nation was founded in such a violent fucking uh, fashion and right. then, well, you know what, built upon slavery. It's like what percentage of uh, mass shooters have been were were in the military at one point. You know how many of them are are trained to kill. How many of them are suffering from PTSD? Like it's it's a good number. <laughs> a lot. Um, oh yeah, there's a lot of them. I can or, think of a lot of them. Off, yeah, you know, Timothy McVeigh, fucking Arizona. Or, or guy. just they have like a you know uh, a very violent breakdown and end up you know basically whether they mean to or not end up suiciding by cop um there's yeah. been numerous people wasn't that how that guy died who was the um the the guy that the the white supremacist they based the movie american sniper after didn't he go out like that where cops shot him because he was flipping out he no so the american sniper uh asshole uh and uh, really he is an asshole you should look into him if you think that he's not a, a bad guy he's a really fucking bad guy. according to one person he bragged about sniping people off the roof of katrina uh dur- or, or off the roof excuse me off the roof of the uh superdome during katrina now whether that story is true or not he's still a fucking maniac monster like if it's true he's uh, a, a fucking criminal and should be well should have been you know thrown in jail and if it wasn't true 
he's a fucking psycho that he thinks that that's like a cool story to tell somebody. Uh-huh. Um, well, it's fucking but dead now, so burn in hell. Yeah. But no, he got he got killed by a uh, another soldier with PTSD who he was bringing to a shooting range <laughs> to like to like help him out, which which is a great fucking idea to give the guy a gun. Oh my god. And the guy like snapped hey, and shot him. You know what I would would make the trauma of war better? Going and shooting guns to calm down and then the yeah. irony that that like didn't do it and that like ended up killing each other. <laughs> I mean, it's just fucking unreal. Like the, just the idiot it's, yeah. Oh man, so, I, I love it, my pickup truck. Nothing would calm me down better than driving it off a cliff. Yeehaw! <laughs> just fucking the logic, yeah. the um, just complete illogic of these people. Yeah. So, I, and, but yeah, I mean, I truly think that 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 is what it is. Michael Moore has a new movie out, by the way. We I, I, we were talking about it earlier. I I, I kind of want to see it. I was a little uh, skeptical when I heard it was about Trump. Uh, not because I don't think Trump is horrible. Obviously, I do. But I was like. Well, it's just going to be all about Trump and not about, you know, the conditions that led to Trump. But people who re- have reviewed it said he actually tackles the root cause of why we got Trump, you know, oh, the yeah. Democratic yeah. establishment and uh, general apathy and all these things. And and uh, what I was saying to you is like Michael Moore says disappointing, stupid things when he goes on cable news shows sometimes like he was on today. And he said, like, Tom Hanks should run for president. And I'm like, this is the fucking total, this is the kind of, this is like the Oprah should run for president bullshit. Um, but I think when he really digs down onto a subject for a film and he's away from all the Hollywood bullshit and like the cable news, you know, the Sunday morning talk show circuit bullshit, he really rediscovers his progressive leftist roots. And I think he really kind of understands yeah, well, he, the human um, condition and, and you know, a way a lot of few people do. And all of his films are done in a historical context. You know, if you're a documentary filmmaker, you're doing you're doing research. And you're like, you know, why is this thing, you know, how did we get here? He even says that in the trailer. Uh, he's a big nerd, though. You know, like he he doesn't do well in for live television he says kind of no he's he's not a great but he's a really good writer you know like stephen king if you watch an interview with stephen king you're like this guy is just a weird dork (laughs) you know no i agree and he's he's a great writer exactly same same thing yeah no i can't write jokes very well but i can be funny you know on the fly uh just we have different ways that we process um thoughts and ideas and storytelling and and humorous anecdotes so nothing against him yeah it'll be uh, I, I think it'll be really good. Um, I'm sure you've seen Capitalism, a love story. I've seen all his movies. I love Capitalism. Yeah. I mean, it's really yeah. fucking hard to watch. Like some of the shit they they were, you know, filming for. Oh yeah, well, that was the one where he he pretty much did all this press junkets for that one. And he said, "This is the last film I'm making unless people finally rise the fuck up." And then it was just a year later that Occupy Wall Street started, and it was like, "Well, <laughs> you listen to me, and I'm gonna go back to work." <laughs> Yeah. And I and I do think genuinely that like his, his his him being such an elevated voice and making that film did open up a lot. The the thing that's great about Michael Moore is that he is palatable to liberals so that he can expose liberals to and the Bill Maher crowd to the actual uh inequality that's that's occurring and all the oh, things yeah. that yeah. liberals like Bill Maher fucking ignore and don't talk about. Yeah, well, and um, Bill Maher um, was basically saying the same thing the summer before Occupy started. He was like, we need a Tea Party, a Democratic version of the Tea Party that's so radical and to the left that they'll just not give a fuck and go do whatever. And then Occupy started, and he went down there to Zuccotti Square, and he was just like, yeah. ew, 
ooh, who are these people? Ooh. And he's like, why don't you get involved in, in you know, actually change the system? And then, of course, you know, Bernie runs and Bill only had lukewarm feelings for Bernie and was, you know, at, at heart a capitalist. So he loved Hillary, ultimately. Yeah. No, for sure. And, and you know, uh, yeah, he's he's one of the great disappointments of my lifetime because I remember when I was younger, I really uh, liked what he said because he used to be a lot more progressive, a lot more left, or, or at least he put it forth, you know, in, in his stand-ups and in his public persona. Oh, I go back and watch some of his stuff, and it's like... I, no, exactly, yeah. Now it's, it's like, when you go back and watch it, it's like, uh... But go back and watch time, Jerry Bruckheimer films from the 90s and look at all, like, the blatantly sexist, racist shit in those movies, and it's like, that's who so Bill Maher still yeah. is now, you know, dropping the M-bomb. He's like, what, I can't say the N-word? What, what? You know, it's like, no, stop yeah. it. Stop being the guy from the 90s. Like, grow the fuck up, Bill. Yeah, so I mean, I think I think with 2018 eyes, he definitely it, it, it's it's uh, I I remember it differently than than you know back then. But mm-hmm. then I think about some stand up bits of his that I remember, and I'm like, oh wow, yeah, that was pretty fucking horrible in retrospect. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> if you actually watch some of Joe Rogan's early stuff, because it's definitely like racist and sexist, right? And then watch mm-hmm. like his watch a couple of his things in in sequence, you know, comedy specials he's done. And he got yeah. really fucking good. You know, there's that that uh, interview or the on his podcast he did, and um, when Jimmy Dore was on there, and he's like, "Yeah, I saw your recent stuff, and I totally stole all your jokes and was using them in real life." <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and you know, uh, Rogan Rogan's like a kind of guy who's I, I think evolved a lot because he's uh, had his mind expanded by all the people he's talked to. I mean, he's had over like almost 2000 episodes of the pot some absurd fucking number and it's like oh yeah you talk yeah. to that many people you're not going to be you're, you're going to learn shit like and you're going to yeah. and and you know there was um i saw somebody tweet out something saying that joe rogan is promoting the uh, uh white genocide conspiracy theory in south africa and i was like really it doesn't seem like he would buy into that and i watched the yeah. clip and he basically just he was just like yeah, I don't know. I've heard some fucked up shit about stuff like that there, but I don't really know much about what's going on, but I guess some of it could be true. And I was like, that's not promoting a conspiracy no, theory. That's, that's like not. admitting he didn't know anything about it, but it heard stuff, but didn't think anything conclusive about it. Like, why? <laughs> stop Stop trying but to find also, outrage where there isn't any. <laughs> when he also, after the fact, tweeted about it and said, it turns out that uh, people are... Con- or, um, overrepresenting the stats of white farmers killed by you know people whose uh, the the native uh, I forget I don't know the term but people whose land was stolen from them by by those white yeah. farmers well, uh, people are blowing that stat out of proportion he was like yeah no so it turns out that's not true and he actually said like that's not true right well a curious mind people... will follow up a curious mind is is yeah, able to exactly. admit what it doesn't know and is willing to go look it up later and find out what the facts are. You know, he's not an ideological person. He's not trying to like just be like, "Oh, guess guess what's going on now." You know, that's not the kind of show he does. No, and I'm not saying, look, Joe. You know, I'm not saying Joe Rogan's perfect, but he's like you were saying, he's not an ideological person. He's and he's a generally a common sense minded person. Where like he had people on that were talking to him about universal basic income, and he was like, "Yeah, no, that makes fucking sense." Like he 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 understands. He, nothing he says comes with an agenda. It's just like through his perspective, mm-hmm. and I don't always agree with his perspective, but I don't think I, I, I don't. I feel like he's being honest when he's talking. So yeah, that's, I, that's why yeah. I kind of like his shit. When he was talking to Jimmy um, about hunting, uh, you know, only meat he'll eat is from hunting. 
uh, his mm-hmm. argument, I was kind of like, yep, yeah, that's, I mean, I still don't agree, but that you've made probably the best argument for it there. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, no, I still, you know, I, I killed a bird with a BB gun when I was a kid and that was like horrifying enough to me <laughs> that I was just like, fuck <laughs> this. This is fucking stupid. No, I can never fucking hunt. Yeah. Yeah. God, I got, I, I still get upset when I think about the fucking raccoon I accidentally ran over once. Like, that's just such a fucking oh, harrowing, God. you know? I had a buddy who was driving and he was going too fast and he comes up over this hill and plowed into just like a herd of deer and they all oh, scattered. He hit at least three of them, but one of them, its fucking legs Jesus. were crushed. And it's like, it's oh. Christmas Eve, 20 some odd years ago. And the thing is just screaming into the night and it's cold. So it's like echoing. It's just like, and we had nothing to kill it with except this dull ass Swiss army knife. And it oh took about God. half an hour to finally kill this thing. And by the end of it, um, you know, we're, we're both covered in fucking blood. And I'm just like, Jesus Christ, this is fucking this is so terrible. <laughs> fucking horror movie. That's horrible. Yeah, no, it really was. And oh they don't, God, so you know, big animal. It's not, it's, it's skinny, but it's no, still big. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I thought that was going to traumatize me, but it didn't as much because I was already an adult. And I was kind of just like, look, I'm putting it on its misery and it's awful, but it'll be over and it's the right thing to do. Um oh. God, but it didn't bother me as much as when I shot the bird when I was like eight years old. That that was worse. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's fucked up. <sighs> well, I don't even know how we get off on that. Oh, but you know, we war is hell. About, <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of war is hell, uh, you know, Congress just had a vote on the military budget. So uh, obviously, since Trump is a maniac and and a madman and can't be trusted with the nukes. Uh, the Democrats are going to stand uh, firm and in solidarity with each other in opposition to him and giving him Anthony, more money for war, right? Anthony, my, my sarcasm detector is off the charts right now. Yeah, so uh, this is from Jeff Stein at the uh, Washington Post. Uh, Congress votes 93 to 7 to approve a $607 billion military budget, Woo-hoo! a $17 billion increase. Uh, this appears to be the biggest military budget outside the height of the Iraq war. The no votes, six conservatives, Paul, Toomey, Sassy, Lee, Flake, and Purdue, and Bernie Sanders. Not a single Democrat voted against giving Donald Trump the biggest increase in military budget <clears throat> since the fucking height of the Iraq war. Well, um, I mean, we we knew he was going to get elected, and we knew every Democrat was going to do nothing to stop him. And and they warned us. They were like, you know, we can't stop him. We're just going to go along with everything. You know us by now. Yeah. You, you need to vote for Democrats. Otherwise, we're going to vote for Trump and, and agree with we everything he does. We can't stop ourselves. <laughs> we're so weak. <laughs> the second that number dips above 51, though, the second we get that majority, we're all going to totally turn around 180 and not vote for any of his policies. Oh. That's what's going to happen. Like, give me a fuck. This is just so this pathetic. Is, you yeah, know, I mean, it's just it's the perfect fundraising thing for them, for the people they actually want to get money from. They don't want to impeach Trump. Trump's their perfect fucking enemy. You know, he's he's, you know, substantively no, not that far to the right from Hillary Clinton. They just don't like his personality. And that's that's the best thing they can you know actually do is just have a, a an evil villain to hate that they don't really have to have a, a, a policy driven opposition to. No, of course. And someone pointed out, you know, don't just think about it in terms of one year. I mean, in terms of the long term implication, that's six trillion dollars over the next decade spent on fucking war. Well, I guess we can afford it now. If we get to Medicare for all, we'll have trillions extra to blow on more wars. (laughs) It's true. That's true. 
Although not if you ask Jake Tapper, who who seems to be fucking stupid on purpose every time he has uh, anyone to the left of fucking Genghis Khan on his news program. And, and you know, the, I don't know if you saw that clip this week where he was talking to AOC and he just kept fucking like he, he just the, the the smug factor because he doesn't like socialists is 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 just he fucking outright lies like she was talking about. Uh, the Mercatus Center study, and I, and again, I, I decry the fact that we are framing this based on this right wing Koch brothers study. Like that Koch brothers study, as we've said on this podcast, underestimated the costs of our current healthcare system by seventeen trillion dollars. But even given their horrible underestimation, we would save money. But but he keeps fucking nuanced trolling and being like, well, you know, I guess I'm not going to get an answer. But like just. So he, he's a fucking idiot. People have showed yeah, him the data on this. I mean, he just, he's, he's refuses just a bad to liar. It. He's a bad liar. Just um, a bad fucking person. Like, in, in the same vein of of that, did you see how uh, Jeff Bezos was tweeting out um, the uh, some kind of GoFundMe bullshit for one of his employees that needed an organ transplant? Oh, you mean uh, human rights campaign uh, honoree Jeff, Be- Jeff Bezos? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. you only could buy every single spleen of every American in the country if you wanted to, <laughs> Jeff. Uh, oh, yeah, and then Hillary Clinton tweets out a GoFundMe for oh, one of her staffers who needs cancer treatment. And it's like... Y- it's like $50,000. It, it's, you're, you're you're fucking worth five hundred million dollars. When she it, says gains. when she says at a rally that single payer will never ever happen, and her idiot followers cheered, and then she has the fucking gall to say, "Oh well, let's let's pass the plate for the cancer treatment of one of my own staffers." Like that's how little they care about their own fucking lackeys. That they just despise yeah. the idea I'm of universal real. healthcare. If that was anyone else, they'd be saying, anyone logical would say, this poor guy, like, please help him. But this is exactly why we need Medicare for all. And of course, she would never fucking say that because she's a fucking evil piece of shit, just like, just like Trump. Why, why? So I talked to a friend of mine last night, an ex of mine, who's not a very political person. And we were talking about the election, how much we both hated Hillary. Uh, and, and I said, like, look, all she had to do was, was pick Bernie Sanders as her VP nom, and they would have won it in a landslide. And she says, I wouldn't have voted for either for Hillary and I wouldn't have respected Bernie if she if he would have accepted uh, the VP position. I would I would have known he was all he was completely fake. And I was like, God damn Mm -hmm. it. Even people that aren't political could see exactly what was going on there. Yeah. Yeah. No. And it's true. And and it's just so fucking disgusting. I mean, you imagine if Bernie Sanders had like a longtime staffer. um who got cancer and needed, you know, $50,000. Uh, what, what to somebody who has, who has more than a million dollars is, is a fairly nominal amount. Hey, Bernie, you could, think that they would sell give... one of your three houses, you rich bird. <laughs> <laughs> what do you sell one of your $50,000 coats, Bernie? God, yeah. <laughs> he, he would, he would do it. He would pay it and he wouldn't fucking publicize it. She not only, she, this is how fucking in a bubble and outside of reality she is that she would publicize this fucking thing because this makes her look so fucking bad her and her fucking husband are worth untold millions of dollars for her to public publicize us and by the way someone pointed out because you can look through the donations on gofundme unless her uh and chelsea and bill were one of the anonymous 125 contributors uh they haven't donated to the gofundme yet (laughs) 
<laughs> they didn't even put in any of their own money to this GoFundMe. That's how fucking cheap and fucking money grubbing the Clintons are. I wonder if they. It's what if the real. staffer was like not loyal enough, and this is like their way of showing everyone, <laughs> you know, this is the price you pay for being disloyal, you know. Well, and you know it's uh, additionally horrifying. Uh, the staffer, current communications director for Kamala Harris, who also didn't give this fucking person any money. Ugh. Yuck! It's just these, these people are fucking megalomaniac, uh, just cartoonishly greedy monsters. And and it's just the opt. They don't realize the optics of 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 not just taking care of the their staffers fucking medical bills no because they demand just they unreal. demand loyalty in one direction they don't understand they, they believe in a, a vertical hierarchy of loyalty and climb the ladder they don't believe in horizontalism they don't believe in solidarity it's completely outside their range of perception to have empathy for all people as equals yeah no it's just disgusting um Oh, God. Well, <laughs> speaking of disgusting, uh, we should talk about uh, the Supreme Court situation because it's become quite the situation. <laughs> Kevin, no. Uh, did we talk last week about... Uh, uh, had that come out already? It, it, oh, it, it yeah. Come out, right? Yeah, but we hadn't talked yeah. about it. We didn't talk about it last week. It kind of... Um, we were kind of waiting for a little more development. And, um, you know, everyone's response, I feel like, has been pretty expected. Um <laughs> as far as you know, cutting down party lines, of course, GOP doesn't believe that uh, any such thing happened. Um, or if it did, then it's okay, which is kind of like, well, I don't believe climate change exists, but if it does, it's a good thing and nothing, nothing to worry about, you know, like that whole, you know, I, I can't be wrong, even if I, if I am kind of thing. Yeah, I didn't expect decency from them on this front. Um, yeah, and it, it's silly to expect any. Even the the, the two uh, female Republican senators, uh, it, it's silly to, to expect that their decency oh, is going to win out over so, their fucking... Yeah, well, I saw a thing in the news today that the governor and lieutenant governor of Alaska are basically denouncing Kavanaugh, which is a good sign that um, the... Two Republican, um, well, I think there, there's there's one that, that at least uh, um, one senator, yeah, exactly, that she might go the other way now because that, uh, you know, they wouldn't make up their governors, right? They wouldn't make a public statement unless there was a, a a message behind that, right? What does that say though about the Republicans that that you could be credibly accused of rape and not force your nominee to withdraw his name from consideration Al Franken pretended still try to push a fucking vote. <laughs> L. Franken like, like pretended to grab a boob and didn't even really do it and uh was was demanded that he resign you know it's just it's this is what I hate is when it's just complete political football you know whether somebody is or isn't a, a sexual abuser it just depends on which political party you're a member of whether the people support you or not I think the thing that's very different about this is the uh, the level of um, uh, the credibility level of this accusation, yeah. all the fine details, the things that, uh, you know, th there was a line where she said that um, she thought Kavanaugh might inadvertently kill her. Now, a person that is trying to make something up or exaggerate to a large degree isn't going to say, I thought he would inadvertently kill me. They would say, I thought he's trying to kill me. I thought he was trying to kill me, right? Yeah. You go for the most yeah. salacious thing possible. So to, to use that... To, it was really her, specific. It, 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 it shows a level of objective nuance that reflects a very accurate memory of real events. 
Yeah, and you know there there are other details too. I mean, the fact that uh, it, her, her therapist came, uh, showed notes from 2012 uh, from marriage counseling therapy, where she brought this up in 2012. So I mean, unless she's playing the longest fucking con in the world and somehow right. knew that this this fucking guy who was like a mid level uh, judge was going to somehow become a, a Supreme Court nominee. That's really, that's like seven dimensional chess. If no, you believe it, it's that she fucking made that up then in he, 2012. And then he, so then his first excuse was, well, I was never at that party. And people had to remind him that she never said which party it was a date or whose house it was. So it was like, uh Oh, blackout drunk guy. It's like, wait, 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 did I say that? No, 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 that's not what I meant. And uh, then I he, meant and that. then he says, well, she must've confused me for somebody else. I don't. You know who people are. You're not a fucking moron when you're 17 or 15 in high school. You know all your classmates. You know exactly what they look like. You know all their fucking names. I could probably name uh, half my graduating class just off the top of my head if I had to just start going through names, and I, I know what all of them still look like. You know, it's you don't. Yeah. It's not like just time automatically erases something. If if a if a real traumatic things happen. You know, some people do suppress those memories. Other people can never forget them, right? Um, you might f- have a few details change, but you're not going to forget which person it was. Yeah, no, absolutely. And another detail uh, that people pointed out is that she put one of his friends in the room. And why would she do that if she was making this up? Because then he's an obvious... Uh, person to refute her story if he wasn't there like there's no reason for her to say that this other person was there Mm -hmm. uh, further lending a voice uh, against her if he wasn't actually there you know like there's that would be the stupidest thing in the world it's like just this is so obviously a fucking slam dunk like he did it case oh yeah well so in this guy the Kavanaugh he started drinking at 15 right which is pretty young uh, for any age, but he ha- he sure. was such an alcoholic by the age of 20, he had to go through medical rehab at 20, right? Wow. So, <laughs> you know, maybe he's not an evil person. He clearly, even at 17, like, was drinking so much that he was be using extremely poor judgment to the fact that he was yeah. uh, apparently trying to sexually assault a 15-year-old. Um, you know, so in, in any respect, he either was uh, so reckless he was out of control or he just didn't care, right? And now you can say that maybe people can do certain things in their life, even if they've done awful shit like that, but they should absolutely not be on the fucking Supreme Court. No. I th- th- and I was having this argument with a fucking boomer yesterday, and and it's like, whoa, it was 37 years ago. But I'm like, okay, I don't care if it was 100 years ago. This person still has has that in their in in their heart or in their in their person that they're capable of doing that. Number one. Number two. Uh, look, Donald Trump's the president. Anthony Kennedy resigned under Donald Trump. I'm fully aware that he gets to put forth a nominee that I'm going to disagree with. That's going to be a fucking shit heel conservative who's anti-abortion and pro corporations and anti environment and yada yada. That's fine. He's allowed to do that, and the Democrats should oppose it with all of their might. Are you telling me there's not a single fucking Republican judge who's not a fucking rapist? Like that you can't find a fucking Republican well, judge was, who's not a rapist? Well, you know, to put forth for this fucking seat. He could he could pick a conservative woman, and every Democrat would vote for him. The thing is, he despises <laughs> Trump. Despises women in That's power true. more than anything else. He despises powerful women because he's intimidated by them. You know, he's got the ego of a, of a 12-year-old, you know, so of course he's going to pick another yeah. white dude. 
but it's just the the circling of their wagons around this guy it, it really is is like the roy moore situation it's like you dude find a better guy you fucked up okay you didn't do your due diligence you didn't look into this person's background enough you know take the l and fucking move on yeah. like what, what the problem is they're they're panicked because they don't have enough time to get somebody prep them and get a vote on them before the midterms and they know that they're going to probably lose their one of their majorities during the midterms maybe who fucking knows the democrats are so hapless they might not but there's a chance that they lose their majority and when it comes down to it they're craven you know psychopaths and they don't actually care about doing the right thing for the country like i'm sure there are republican senators who are like this guy's not fucking good like let's get rid of him but like they can't do anything about it no, because they they're, they're, care more about it they, they you know enacting their yeah, horrible fucking policies they uh bought the car and now they can't return it when it turns out it's 11 exactly. yeah. yeah um it's you know and, and i'm i bet this guy he doesn't remember a single moment of this event he was probably blackout drunk and he doesn't remember so he probably does feel blindsided but you know you've got somebody who's got a very credible story here who uh is a professional you know somebody who's a professor is you know i hate to say this but as far as how society views credibility um you're not going to yeah. get much more credible as far as a um, you know profession um you know lending itself to whether you are a honest person or not yeah no, for sure. I mean, it's obviously a credible allegation, and uh, maybe, maybe it was just like no more fucking frap row douches for any uh, higher higher court seats or any kind of oh, higher office. Yeah. Did you see the quote from the guy who was supposed supposedly, allegedly, I shouldn't say supposedly, allegedly in, in the room also? His high school no, yearbook quote. His high school yearbook quote was, oh, God. some women need to be beaten regularly like a gong. Wow, what a lovely sentiment. Yeah. I'm sure that guy is a totally up-and-up gentleman who would never uh, help his buddy rape somebody. Who the fuck was the editor of their high school yearbook? Who allowed <laughs> that shit? My Dude, God. it was the 70s. Every asshole was... That was, uh, it was like the, the early humor, 80s. You know? Early 80s. Or early 80s. Excuse <laughs> well, no, if you look at fucking Animal House, like that humor does not age well. You know, there's a lot of humor from that time period no, of like, yeah. uh, well just, just you know like bad, the idea you just, shit. You just like grab some drunk chick and throw her over your shoulder and take her back to your dorm room it's like that's horrifying lol that's yeah. fucking horrifying yeah i was watching uh bill and ted's bogus adventure last night which was from like the late 80s may have even been like the early 90s yeah and like I was just blown away in that movie by how much just like sexist shit and how they like called people like fag every three seconds. It's like really, <laughs> you don't remember that, but then you go back and watch. You're like, damn. Oh man, yeah, yeah. Or, long or, or um, like the beginning of um, Armageddon is like this just the old man who's just extremely uh, verbally abusive to his wife at the very beginning <laughs> of the film because yeah. he's got like a telescope oh, yeah. and he's just like shut up you bitch and it's like what yeah that's not that's not <laughs> endearing that's horrifying like yeah if no, you... I know. it was supposed to be it's played for laughs but it was like Ugh. this guy's a fucking monster <laughs> yeah <sighs> speaking yeah, of monsters that, cinematic I, uh, <laughs> I did want to mention something that was in the news this week and I actually tweeted this out just a link to the article and it Went a little bit viral. It got about 25,000 likes and about 9,000 RTs on it. Um, 93-year-old woman just passed away. She was Dutch. And when she was a teenager, uh, her family was part of the communist resistance in the Netherlands against uh, the occupying Nazi 
uh, army, right? And Netherlands didn't really have an army, and what little they had was wiped out, killed, imprisoned right away. So they really only had a civilian resistance. Uh, her mother was a um, organizer for the local Communist Party, and she had two teenage daughters. Uh, and one of the people from the resistance came and recruited her daughters to train them to uh, essentially seduce and assassinate Nazis. And she did that a lot. Basically, they were so young that nobody would suspect anything. They would go into bars and lure drunk Nazi soldiers and officers out to the woods to, quote unquote, make out or whatever people did back then. Uh, and then someone would be waiting to either kill them. Steady. Yeah. Or they would kill them themselves. Um, and she, this was, I mean, I had never heard of this. Apparently if you're from the Netherlands, then everyone knows who this is. Right. Um, and her name was, uh, Freddie, uh, Overstegen and, um, Overstegen. <laughs> Overstegen. I don't think they're that aggressive with the way they pronounce things in, uh, uh in Netherlands. German, but, uh, I was thinking yeah. the, the, the way her Nazi, uh, um, so, Nazi victims probably would have pronounced it. But yeah. And, and she kept her politics her whole life. She was basically a communist her whole life. Um, wasn't necessarily a fan of state communist or state capitalist, you know, Soviet Russia or anything, but, um, it, a lot of what she said really struck me. Uh, it was not something that she enjoyed doing, but she did it. Um, because she knew that like they was they, they didn't know if they were ever gonna get liberated. It's like they basically had to do whatever they could to try to resist this occupation. And they'd already seen their friends and family members be dragged out in the streets and shot and killed to send a message that like, yes, we occupy your ass now. You know, it wasn't just like an alt-right MAGA rally where you're punching people. These were people that were killing them, right? So they're fighting back. Uh, but even still, she said it was tragic and very difficult, and we cried about it afterwards. Um, um about uh, the feeling of having killed somebody. Uh, we did not feel it suited us. It never suits anybody unless they are real criminals. And uh, I don't know, that really struck me that this is a, this, this two teenage girls yeah. were doing this um, amongst many others who were resisting in this way. But uh, apparently she hid her pistol in the basket of her bicycle, which is like the most Dutch thing ever. <laughs> so um, anyway, great story. And everyone I shared yeah. with uh, loved it. And I, I think it got... Probably RT'd by um, women 18 to 24. Probably about 90% of those were, were in that demographic. <laughs> yeah, no, that's soap as hell. And, you know, all the people that cr uh, cried fucking tears for John McCain, that fucking war criminal psychopath that died, uh, this is the type of person we actually should be celebrating yes. and, you know, revering in the media, you know, not fucking maniacs like john mccain um well and just because she was dutch she was also very fashionable um i don't know if you saw the photo of her when she was probably in her, yeah, in her yeah, 80s cool. she's got like this cool. red leather jacket on and this red scarf and like a leather strap thing a purse thing and like she looks hip as shit you know so everyone's looking at this going like <laughs> this fucking hip old granny was a fucking nazi hunter <laughs> like she was fucking gunning these motherfuckers so down uh it's the coolest thing how has quentin tarantino not made that into a movie oh, like that's everybody, the obvious logical everybody that was quote tweeting me said why isn't this a movie we need this movie you could argue that glorious yeah. bastards was that movie in a lot of ways kind of that know? yeah the, the girl but you didn't have to make make it up the real truth was even cooler than oh than that yeah movie. yeah well i mean just she locks all the Nazis in a theater and burns it down or try, dies trying. Yeah, that was <laughs> but one uh, of the, the greatest fucking things ever. Yeah, and then Hitler gets his fucking face blown I off. I gotta, but, I gotta say but, though, Brad Pitt, his when he is trying to pronounce, he's trying to pretend he's Italian. That scene <laughs> is the funniest fucking scene in any Quentin Tarantino movie. So good, grazie. Brad Pitt's, 
Brad Pitt is a fucking amazing. Somebody said I, somebody said this about him once, and it's so true. He is an amazing character actor who's cursed with the amazing good looks of a leading man. Yeah, well, like, he's getting old now. He's losing a little bit of that, but. Um, but but you know what I mean? Like yeah. if he if he looked a little schlubbier, like he would be one, the great all time greatest character actor. But he, unfortunately, because he looks the way he does, he's forced to star in shit like you know World War Z or whatever you know movie he has to front, oh, yeah. and not allowed to just be a background guy did, who who just fucking kills it. Like in a Burn After Reading, yeah. he's fucking great in that movie. Did you watch the the uh, World War Two tank movie he starred in with? Um, I heard that was good. Fury. Yeah, it's actually pretty fucking good. Everybody in it's pretty good, and it definitely doesn't show the U.S. soldiers in a positive light either. Um, there's hmm. one scene. In, check that out. Yeah, there's one scene in particular where they're like, you realize that when they liberate a lot of these cities, they pretty much expected all the women they liberated to be their sex slaves. Like they just thought that mm-hmm. they owed them that, right? And there's a really fucking okay, right, yeah, yeah. There's a really tense scene where um, it, it appears as though our heroes are about to be not heroic in a big way. So, oh wow, <clears throat> yeah, I gotta check that out. The guy uh, David Ayer directed that. The same guy who directed uh, Training Day. Big fan oh, of nice. his, uh, yeah. his shit. So, um, well, I guess um, uh, what's his name from the Transformer movies? Uh, help me out here. Michael Bay? No, the the no 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 no. <laughs> oh, Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, he wanted to get into character, so he actually like had his one of his teeth busted so that it would look like he'd had it busted in the war. Like he had one of his, his teeth. He didn't have. It, yeah, I know. Like he didn't have one of his teeth that had a cap removed. He had his tooth actually broken <laughs> for, on purpose for it. I'm like, all right, I mean, you do your thing. <laughs> I I kind of I kind of have a soft spot for Shia LaBeouf. Like he's he he's kind of like a, a reviled figure, but he's also like a very clearly deals with a little bit of mental illness. But he's also he seems to be a guy who cares about you know his work <laughs> to an extent. Yeah, or or at least um, doing not the best actor, but you know yeah, he's kind of kind of gimmicky Daniel Day Lewis light type uh, antics to make people think he's crazy. Yeah. Um, but anyway. Um, Wow, we really got off on a tangent. So yeah, uh, <laughs> intri- a lot of fucked up shit happened uh, this week, as as does every week in this. You know, I thought this was a slow week, pre post apocalyptic <laughs> hell hell we hellscape that we live in. Uh... Um, yeah. So uh, I mean, that about, that about does it for us this week. Uh, we have a lot of movies coming up. Uh, we're gonna really try to uh, get get two or three uh or four podcasts and you know knock on wood mm-hmm. before halloween because uh i don't know about you my favorite fucking time of the year is, is halloween season i love um, i'm a big fan of horror movies yeah so. i uh lost my virginity on halloween many uh many many years ago nice, nice. so i always have that to uh look forward to remembering um, we were we a actually story that I won't tell on the podcast. But <laughs> tell you off there. We were actually thinking about reviewing uh, Halloween one and two at the same time, since they basically take place at almost the exact same time and place, and sort of comparing and contrasting the two films. So we we may uh, yeah take a stab at that. That may, that may that may come to you on Halloween day. Yeah, who knows? And uh, in the meantime, we're going to be doing some other movies, um, and we will uh, let you know about that. Uh, and uh, if you can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash move left idiots. Uh, that's starting to take off. Uh, we are on SoundCloud, uh, soundcloud.com slash move left. You can <clears throat> find us on iTunes, uh, where you can rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. Uh, rate us well. Where else are we? <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah, give give us five stars or or just don't rate us, you know. So <laughs> if, you, if you don't have something nice to say, no. <laughs> five uh, stars. Oh, or we're fuck also off. On, <laughs> yeah, basically. Oh, we're also on Teespring. If you want to buy some merch uh, and support the show, teespring.com slash move left. Um, I do want to mention one quick thing. I meant to bring it up at the very beginning of the cast, and I forgot to. Um, so just oh, just yeah. a, as a quick little funny story to to end on. Um, so I had a call uh, yesterday from a gentleman who claims to have no social security number and no zip code. Now, on my screen, I can see he has both. But he's claiming he has neither. So I pressed him a little bit further. No, man, no, man. And on the zip code, because I can't actually open up his, his passport application without uh, having him give me the zip code, he finally admits it. And I said, well, what was the reluctance? <laughs> he's like, well, it's, um, it's uh, what did he call it? He's like, it's non-domestic territory. And I'm like, huh? <laughs> And then I basically realized, like, he's one of these people that thinks that he's like a sovereign citizen that thinks that his own property, like, he can secede from America, you know, like, like the Mr. Show sketch where, like, I, I told him to get off my land and I named him a property, New Freeland, you know. And it's just like, and then I, I'm required to ask him if he has any upcoming international travel date. And then I'm thinking, I wonder if he thinks, like, international travel is anywhere beyond his mailbox. <laughs> <laughs> and, and uh, as soon as I thought that I could, I was fighting so hard to not laugh at this poor guy who I, I can tell he's like a total, like he's this close to snapping and like shooting up a, you know, school or something. Uh-huh. Um, and then yeah. he's like, well, where's your office at? Where, where's your office at? Like he wants to know where we are. And it's like, we don't tell people because of people like him that want to call in bomb threats and shit. But you know, and I'm just imagining he's got like a Confederate flag oh waving above God. his trailer. The thing is, it's like there are people that live way out in the boonies in parts of the country that don't have zip codes and they have to use a P.O. box because they are so remote uh, or like an sure. Indian reservation. Um, this guy. Centra- the, I don't know if we ever yeah, talked well, about it, but Centralia, Pennsylvania. Oh, yeah. yeah. Continue story. Well, it, yeah. So this guy lived in St. Louis, Missouri. So there's a little parcel of land in St. Louis, Missouri that's apparently not part of America. <laughs> and this guy lives on it. <laughs> According to this fucking idiot, and it probably is, and the government's probably like, yeah, no, that's that's part of St. Louis. I don't know what the fuck you're talking yeah. about. <laughs> fucking weirdo. Yeah. Well, it's like... You can't just stake claim to a land, piece of land. Yeah, well, and like, he had a social security number. He just pretended as though he didn't. Like, he had, didn't, he had renounced America and was no longer a U.S. citizen. It's like, this is, a, I don't know if you know, but the sovereign citizen movement is actually the highest mm-hmm. on, like, the FBI's risk of domestic terrorists. Um, well, Timothy McVeigh was a fucking sovereign. I mean, yeah, they they, they yeah. breed these kinds of white supremacist fucking terrorist, yeah. white domestic terrorist lunatics like Timothy McVeigh. To be fair, though, directly below them on the on the uh, domestic terrorist list is the Animal Liberation Front, who's actually never killed anybody before. So, you know, FBI is a little skewed in that sense. But they have an awesome acronym too, Alf. I know, like, what a fucking great acronym. Alf, Alf, yeah, that's great. Well, they, you know, they yeah. burned down a couple well, of you know, black li- uh, uh, animal testing labs where they torture animals. Yeah. And so because they burned down property, they're considered to be almost as bad as people that uh, actually uh, have killed thousands of people or hundreds, I should say. Yeah, that, that, that seems fair. Just like Black Lives Matter are, are listed and, you know, are considered a terror watch group or are on the terrorist watch list because they know. think that, you Black know, traffic and held up murdered by <laughs> fucking. Yeah, right. Oh, my God. Well, you know, they're economic terrorists. That's a new designation that the CIA f- fucking came up with, oh, uh, that they're calling people economic terrorists now, like the people who protested during uh, Trump's inauguration. Economic terrorists. Windows. My God. So you fucking imagine. Yeah, but but Wall Street is not considered a, we live a, in. Yeah, Wall Wall Street's not <laughs> yeah, a Yeah, right. Yeah. 
Fucking Gary Cohn's not an economic terrorist for oh. committing fucking knowing fraud. That you know, guy's on our shit list. Uh, we're gonna get him next week. <laughs> oh yeah, we're gonna talk about him next week. We didn't have time this week, but um, no. But I was mentioning Centralia, Pennsylvania. I I, I don't know if I talked to you about this or somebody else, but um, it's a fascinating story of 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 uh, government neglect and and just a bunch of people fucking up. Is that um, where the coal mines you know on fire constantly? Yeah, 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 yeah. Underground, it's like a raging fire. Isn't that fire like that then... that story that city's kind of like the basis for the video game and then movie Silent Hill? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because when you yeah. go there, it's like just it, a, it's a, like a ton raining of ash at all times. And, yeah, <laughs> and there's like three people left on it, and the government came to an agreement with them. And it's like, well, all right, we won't kick you off, but when you die, you can't pass this property on. We're just gonna bulldoze yeah. it and. Because they can't figure out a way to put out the fire, and they fucked it up too many times, and they could have done some <laughs> it the whole. But in any event, they took away their zip code in in like 2012 or something. So now they they have to have PO boxes <laughs> in like neighboring communities. Get off my land. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, it's a fucked up situation. But in any event, um, so yeah, uh, I told you all of our socials already. Check those out. Oh, we didn't, didn't totally. On... Oh yeah, your Twitter, Twitter, Twitter. Yeah, I'm on Twitter at move underscore left. And I am still uh, at Candice PDX, um, always and forever. Uh, no, that's not okay. Uh, I'm at Chaos Riot 1999. Yeah, and uh, don't let the government take your guns, and we will see you next week. <laughs>